Hey, this is another edition of the Downright Sports Podcast Radio, however you want to call it. I'm your host, Brent Reed. Today's show, we're going to touch on should there be college football played this fall. We break down the NBA playoffs, and we take a look at the 2020 NFL season. Uh, currently, right now, you are listening to Ride Out by Little Mooch from his album Illusions. And you can check it out right now at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, anywhere you could get a record. And also today, while they're hot, fresh off the press, go to shopexplain.com and you can order your new Worldwide Sound shirts by the one, the only DJ Chase. So check that out there, shopexplain.com. So let's get into it. Let's start the show up. And we're going to kick the show off today with some Stevie Nicks. All right, this is Downright Sports Radio, the podcast. That was awesome.
Official applause that I put in. <laughs> Welcome everybody to an all new Delray Sports Radio, the podcast, however you want to call it. I like calling it the radio because it makes it official. I'm your host, Brent Reed. Uh, today's episode 26, uh, August something the other. Uh, wow. <clears throat> for a year that's crazy, it is going by fast. Thank goodness. Uh, somewhat. For some of us, it's going by quick. For others, it may be going by really slow. Um, so we just hope everybody out there is being safe, um, is, you know, doesn't have any issues and, you know, just <sighs> trying to have some bit of normalcy, if you will. Um, I am tired. This is the latest I've ever recorded this podcast. Um, normally I'm up six o'clock. I got it recorded by eight, you know, edited down and put in the can by, <laughs> Uh, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, so it's ready to go by 11. It is already 11, East Coast time. I am fatigued. I was out last night. Um, went to a, uh, 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 not a dinner party. It was just a, you know, gathering of people, um, new people I've met. And it was fun. It was very fun. I'm just burnt out. <laughs> I was the oldest person there. And everybody was shocked, so good for me. <laughs> you know, so it's not often you still get to surprise people with your age. You know, what? You're 34? I could have swore you were 75. Well, you know, good genetics. What can I say? <laughs> um, what is happening? A lot's happening. And obviously, the topic of discussion is still corona, uh, especially more now ever in the sports world. Um the question is, why is it so important in sports? It's because 
people want sports. People playing sports want to play sports. But if it's around, it's kind of hard, you know, for a bunch of people to participate when there's a virus out there that is designed to keep people away from each other. Um, baseball's already had uh, uh, the Marlins missed a week and a half. The Cardinals just returned yesterday. They missed. They hadn't played since July twenty six. They just kept getting cases, like after cases. You know, it was like every other day somebody was testing positive. So far, unlike some other places, the NBA and the NHL have figured out a way to keep everybody safe. They just put everybody in a bubble and keep the outside world from coming in. For a lot of basketball players, that's their life anyway, is just living in a bubble until they retire. And it's like, oh, wow, what just happened? Oh, no, society, reality. But baseball, and I said this last week, baseball should have did the bubble. But the players voted it down. So, you know, you know that's their fault. You know, they really, baseball had an opportunity to get ahead of it. They could have been back sooner, but the players was, you know, apparently, we need all our money, you know. Who am I to begrudge somebody from wanting to get their paper? But it, it wasn't like you were losing that much paper. And I'm sure they would have given it back to you some way, some form. Some owners probably would try not to, but there's a lot more good owners than there are bad. In a in a in a sport or in a league or in a level of sport where players don't get paid, wink, wink. I winked on Instagram, but I'm winking, wink, wink on the radio. College. So you got a situation where now college is, I turned the TV up, I'm sorry. You have a situation right now where a lot of the big conferences are telling, uh, we're not going to have Fall sports. But still looming out there is will we have college football? Boy, we don't have no college football. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's what it's pretty much. Um, in some parts of the country, it's God, country, football. And not in that particular order. Some places, it's football, country, God. Like, that's, that's how it's broken down. Like, if you don't have football, the, like... Look at so you have New York City, right? You have New York City. Hell, you can even throw the state in there. College football is not huge in New York at all. Not even in the the tiniest of bits. First of all, we don't have, and I'm gonna say weeks. I'm from New York. We don't have any teams that are worth watching, worth a damn. Nobody cares about Columbia versus Fordham. Um, <laughs> nobody's going up to uh, Syracuse to watch that team play in the dome. Um, I'm not even sure Cornell has a team. So, but the economy of the state of New York is not dependent on whether or not Columbia is going to get a home game from Ohio State. But you now go to places like Tallahassee, where Florida State is. They're kind of dependent on them. Every Saturday, big games. Alabama. Ain't much going on in Alabama since slavery ended. So their only real, real, real source of revenue comes from the University of Alabama and Auburn. 
two of the biggest colleges, the two big college pro- football programs. When, whenever there's a game, you're going to have money from tailgating, parking, uh, food, vendors, you name it. It's coming. It helps the state a ton, a huge amount. You have other places. You have places out west where, you know, like um, Stanford's not going to fall apart if their football program's not going to. Stanford's an academic school. Um, UCLA, kind of the same thing. Uh, USC. Some places uh, right now, they don't depend. They don't need the football program, just adds to it. But. You have plays, you know, like Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's a great academic school. Great academic school. Football, though, draws in a lot of coin there. Um, UVA draws, you know, UVA is a, you know, is an academic school, but football helps. So, you just the University of uh, Virginia, by the way. And then not to mention there's a lot of smaller, like Division Two, Division Three schools where it brings families together. Every Saturday you can get together, you have a little thing going on, everybody comes out of town, blah, blah, blah. The problem is with no way to control what Corona does, you obviously can't have college football games with fans. So you're already losing out there. The point, and then you're gonna put kids on buses and have them train. Like it's too. There's no insurance policy. Like this is the time right now, maybe to explore putting an insurance. To let these kids get some type of insurance while they're in school to be covered for situations like this. Because parents, if the kid is highly rated, parents will take an insurance policy out on the kid just in case something happens. But for situations like this, you need that if you want to play. I don't think they should chance it. I think they should. The NCAA has already put the kibosh on the championship game, so what the hell is the point of most of these teams playing? If you're in the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big E, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Big 12, ACC, you got a chance to play for a championship. Realistically, all the other conferences, they will never in their lifetime ever see, smell, or become a part of that college football playoff. You can forget that. I'll put I'll put as much money, I'll put my entire salary on the line. I can guarantee you will never see East Michigan take on Michigan State in the championship game or Duke. <laughs> like you will always see the same Bama, Ohio State, and etc. And that's who cares about this. Sometimes you got to look them in the face and go, mm, there won't be no games. And I know the players like, we want to play. Well, that's becoming some of the problem that a lot of young people think that they don't have, that Corona is immune to them, and they could just look at Corona in the face and go, rawr, and it's going to run the other way. You got to tell them. You got to sit down and tell them, hey, look, there ain't no, there's not going to be a season this year. There may be one in the fall. And you may have to make adjustments to that, and I think that's what the time has come. You have to; they have to make adjustments. You have to give guys an extension, let them either play again next year, let them transfer; they can play somewhere else. But for the guys that's looking to go to the league, their life is good. For guys that are looking for an opportunity, and, and not to mention, let's back up. I'm not going to stay on this too long. Let's back up. Is it fair that only college football gets to be played? Like why do why can't 
track and field, swimming, other fall sports, volleyball. Why don't they get a shot? Because ESPN and Fox don't have, and CBS don't have billion-dollar contracts into them. I mean, let's be honest. If the football players are a world player, like, it makes more sense to have, you can still have swimming. They don't have to be anywhere near each other. You used to have golf. They don't have to be anywhere near each other. Like there is track and field. Say like there are some sports you can still you can still have. Like in the, you know what I'm saying? Archery. You have places to have archery. Like the fact that they cancel all four sports and there are somewhere like people don't even come within five feet, inches, miles of each other. But yet now you know, but Good old football where you are literally on top of a person, drooling, snarling, and sweating, giving all the droplets in the world, that's okay. That that one where, you know, we're a little we're a little more free on yeah, that's alright. But the other sports, no. They are higher risk. Come on. it's time in our culture where we need to start respecting like financially, I get it. Some bringing more money, we got to give them the chair. But at a college level, everybody the same, man. And I know that's a lie. College players get so much swag. They are at school now. There's school. There's schools right now. Not one other student's there, but college football players. Come on, university presidents, wake up! Come on, man. Get you know. Let's put the. Let's put that. Put that energy into people that may like create the cure for this COVID sh- you know, stuff. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, <clears throat> we'll come back. We're gonna have some fun. Little NBA preview basketball. Today's music is all '80s inspired. Um, we kicked it off with some Stevie Nicks. We're gonna come back with some Survivor. Um, some of you like who? I found it. On the, I found it on my music list. I just want to throw it out there. Um, and, and rock that. So, yeah, uh, this is Downway Sports Radio, and uh, we'll be right back. There's a story in my eyes. Turn the Pages of desire. Now it's time to trade those dreams for the rush of passions. Fire. I can feel you tremble when we touch, and I feel the hand of fate reaching out to both of us. I've been holding back. Can you feel the hands of fate reaching out? 
here some i can't hold back from survivor this is the live radio down raise boards coming to you live sunday 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 it is 11 25 it is about 80 degrees outside it's still a little dreary a little bad weather and what a week if you're in virginia god almighty the most bipolar weather we've ever had it's hot it's cold it's hot it's cold i can't figure it out Uh, let's take a look at some headlines. Oh, like, I'm going to try this. Uh, stealing some ideas from Regis Filming. <clears throat> My co-host here, Shaft. Um, little camera shy. He's just going to sit here and nod his head or sleep, as he always does. But um, Alex Smith. Nope, that's money, Penny. Alex Smith has been cleared uh, for football action. The man almost lost his leg in his life about three, four years ago. Um, was tackled. <clears throat> it was a crazy thing. It was he plays for the Washington football team, huh? and it was on the anniversary when Joe Theismann's leg was broken by um, the one, the only Lawrence Taylor. And the le- <laughs> um, Joe Theismann never played again. Alex Smith looks like he may be playing again. Um, I don't, I'm reading the stuff at the bottom. I don't know why I'm paying attention to that. Sorry. Um, so Alex Smith will be. Uh, he looks like he's going to get an opportunity to play. So we'll see with, with him in Washington and who wins out in that quarterback battle. Um, who else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, UFC former champion Daniel Cormier is calling it quits after getting whooped last night. Got poked in the eye, man. In the middle of the fight, just got poked in the eye and couldn't see. It still fought a good fight. It went down to the decision, went down to the card, and he um, looks like he's going to call it quits. He says there's no more title fight, t- uh, title matches in his um, wake, so pff, he's going to call it quits and walk away. 
great, great ambassador for the sport of the UFC. Great ambassador. Uh, you kind of uh, flirted with the idea of maybe joining, you know, professional wrestling, WWE or something like that. The guy has, I don't, I don't know if he's going, I don't know if that bubble's pop. You know, Brock Lesnar, um, Tito Ortiz went, but it didn't work out. Um, Rampage Jackson, it doesn't work for like Brock was a fake was a excuse me Brock was a WWE fi- uh, wrestler first and then became a UFC fighter. Daniel Cormier, I think, could be the he could make that transition and make a career out of it and would be believable. Um, finally, the Portland Trailblazers, which is a good segue. Uh, is going to the playoffs. They had a play-in game. They beat the Memphis Grizzlies in a close. That game was back and forth the whole time. I watched as much as I could of it, and it was just boom, 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 boom. Uh, the biggest story to come out of that was Carmelo Anthony's redemption. He hit a big shot to give them the lead, give them the go-ahead, and it's redemption for what Houston did to Carmelo Anthony. They just kicked him out and treated him like he was yesterday's trash and like it was his fault that the team can't win and not the ball hog James Harden, which we're going to touch on right now. The NBA playoffs will start tomorrow, Monday. Give me a date. Give me a date. Give me a date. I don't. Uh, the 17th, the NBA playoffs will kick off. Uh, today's the 16th, so I should probably write that down next time. But um, some of the matchups you have... Portland's going to face the Lakers in the first round. OKC versus Houston. We'll come back to that. Uh, Utah and Denver. Big series. Big series. Uh, Dallas and the Clippers. We're going to touch on the East because the East is like secondary, but we'll come back to the East. Lakers in Portland. I know everybody's like, Damian Lillard, you know, he's the second player behind Kevin Durant to score 20 plus points against LeBron. You score as many points as you want. LeBron James is still LeBron James. And he's got Anthony Davis. And he has a crew of guys that follow him. There's a difference in having a crew, you know, having players on the team, and then having a crew of guys that follow you. LeBron, probably not since D. Wade, has not had a sidekick like Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is not even 30. And LeBron's got... Oh, fighter with him. He's got a guy that's going to ride with him. He doesn't have a Kyrie Irving that thinks he's the superstar. And then not to mention, you got veterans. You got dogs. You got you got rabid men who want a championship. Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, who already has a ring, but wants redemption from being thrown away by the Golden State Warriors. Uh, who else? You, uh, J.R. Smith, who just came off the street. Um... I'm missing, I'm blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. Um, uh, what is this the kid's name? Um, I can't think of his name right now. But you have a lot of, the, this Lakers team is a gritty team. Those are the teams that win championships. And that team's surrounded with a lot of glitz and glamour. It's the teams that, when they come through the tunnel, you're like, oh, they look hungry. They look like this steak on the middle of that court, and they will kill a mother for it. That Lakers team has got that. They are built like that. Will Portland get a game? Portland may get two games. Damian Lillard is good enough to get you two games. But you're going to see the Lakers realistically have their way with them. Um, I like the OKC Houston. OKC is going to beat Houston for two reasons. Russell Westbrook is not playing, and Chris Paul wants to prove to the Houston organization and James Harden that he is better than them. I am not a Chris Paul fan. 
I'm not a Chris Paul apologist, but Chris Paul has earned the conversation of being an MVP. He took he has zero other offensive talent on that squad with him from an all-star level. This is a guy who was on the Clippers, who had four all-stars at one point, goes to Houston, and it's him and another all-star, and maybe you could count Clint Capella. Houston and that general manager has way too much hubris. They get rid of way too much good talent to think that James Harden is going to take a team by himself to a final. You can forget that. So, I got Houston beating, excuse me, I got OKC. I believe OKC can beat Houston in five or six games. James May could get you two, but I think OKC, and they're going to be, Billy Donovan is a much better coach than, um, Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni may be an innovator, but I, I'm going Billy Donovan on this one. And then you got you Utah and Denver. That is a heavyweight fight. That is no gloves, no mouthpiece. Just tape them up and throw them. Those two teams are going to face each other so hard that when they get to the next round, they're not going to have anything left in the tank. I can promise you that. Like, they're going to battle beyond um, anything you've ever seen before. Because these are two of the best, well-coached, well-prepared. These are teams built the old-fashioned way, drafting, uh, scouting, and you know, adding a couple pieces here and there. They don't go get the big free agent guys. like That doesn't happen uh, with a team like this. So you can forget, uh, you know, so they have their superstars. Don't get me wrong. But this is one of those where they're going to be so – this is a seven-game series easy, and they're going to be so exhausted. I just don't see um, them because the, the winner of the Nuggets and the Jazz go on to face the winner of the Clippers and the Mavericks. That could be a slugfest. I know they think, oh, you got Kawhi, the guy with the weird laugh. <laughs> and you got Paul George, the greatest, the greatest clutch player you know, more clutch than Michael Jordan. You know, who who doesn't think Paul George is not going to come through in the clutch in the playoffs? <laughs> in any case, Dallas is ready. Yeah, and they may be a year away, but with uh, Milicic, with I mean, with uh, Luca, excuse me, with Luca, with the uh, the Porzingis, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., the veteran on that team, believe it or not, um, and the, the, the cast, those, those cast of guys. That Dallas team is a strong seven. And if you go back and look at NBA team, you know, NBA playoffs of the past, there's always a seventh seed that's not supposed to be a seventh seed. And that Dallas team is not a seventh seed. And if the Clippers go in there, now Doc Rivers will be prepared if, and Kawhi Leonard will be game time ready. But if they kind of go in with the idea and the mindset that I'm just going to walk past these guys. They will get beat in a very ugly six games, maybe seven. I think probably this has got the potential to go in five. I don't see the Clippers, like, folding up on this one. But Dallas is going to give them a fight. Dallas is going to give them all they got. And, um, yeah, the, on the, so one or two things is going to happen. And I need to get to the East. One or two things is going to happen. The Clippers just walk through Dallas, right? The Nuggets and the Jazz will be worn out from each other, but that team, will be, the winner of that series will have so much momentum and so much adrenaline from the – they will 
beat the Clippers because the Nuggets have, the Jazz and the Nuggets both have the offense, they have the defense to beat a Clippers team. They do. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, you want to give him the greatest player. Kawhi takes games off. You can't take no game off against these teams. Not to mention, when Kawhi last played in an Eastern, I mean, a Western playoffs, he had Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, Greg Popovich. He had a cast of winners around him. Then he went East, where me and my grandmother could win a championship. Now he's back on the West, where they come to fight. And if he thinks that the Nuggets is just going to roll and show their belly, and if he thinks the Jazz are going to do the same, he's got another thing coming. The Clippers do not have an easy road to that championship. The Lakers, they just got to beat the Blazers, and I swear, they face the the Rockets. They will roll through the Rockets. The, the Thunder may give them a little battle, because Chris Paul ain't going to take, just take no L, but... Lakers beat the Blazers in five games. Whoever they face in the second round, they may do the same. That team is geared for the playoffs. So, the Clippers, everybody's like, Clippers is going. Nah, Clippers may not even make it to the Western Conference Finals. Out East, you got the Bucks in the Magic, the Pacers in the Heat, uh, Boston in the 76ers, Toronto in the Nets. Toronto beats the Nets. The Celtics beat the 76ers. I would have had the 76ers going to the Eastern Conference Finals. They lost Ben Simmons. It's a wrap. Boston goes. Um, Brett Brown's getting fired. You could you could bet. I called it last week that um, that um, the the former uh, Pelicans coach should have been fired. I called that. Um, what the hell is his name? And uh, he got fired. <laughs> and now they're talking about Teron Lou. Could be the next head coach. I don't like that pick. I'm telling you again, they need a coach that can grow with those guys. They need some. Teron Lou is got too much staying on him. He's a former LeBron guy. He don't need to be going in there with all his LeBron isms and stories. They need somebody kind of like what Boston did with um, uh, 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 Brad Stevens with OKC kind of did with Billy Donovan. Go get a young, go get a smart college guy that's going to go in there, implement his plays, and be able to talk to these younger guys because that's what's going to be important at the end of the day is can you talk to these young guys? Can you relate to these young guys? They don't need any old guys to come in there with their stuff. Um, and um, a, uh, Avery Gentry, excuse me. Avery Gentry was the head coach of that team. But they don't need somebody to come in and give them a bunch of blah, 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 blah. So, uh, back to the 76ers. I don't, I, they lose in five. <laughs> they lose in five, and they're going to have a new head coach next year. Uh, he, uh, he paces. That's a toss I'm not even going to pick that one. Just be prepared for a series. It's going to be tough. Uh, Bucks Magic. Magic gonna give them a little. Uh, the Magic may shake them up a little bit, but Bucks are just gonna steamroll through them. Bucks are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. <sighs> They're gonna face the Boston Celtics. Celtics, we're gonna have Celtics Lakers in the NBA championship. Bucks are not going. They're not ready. I know Giannis is a beast. They're not ready. They're a player away. That's how I feel. I think this is the Celtics year. They've been quiet. They've been good. You have a Veteran and um, 
and uh, Kimball Walker, who's been waiting and waiting, waiting to be in an opportunity to really put his talents together on uh, the, the main stage with the type of team he has. Uh, where's my man, Kimball Walker from New York? Uh, thanks, my, th- thanks, Chef. Now you want to wake up. Um, if you... Kemba's from the Bronx, too, by the way. Shout out to Kemba. <laughs> uh, if you pay attention to what Kemba has done this regular season, he's averaging 20 points a game. Um, he's about 39. He's about 40% from the three-point line. He's going to turn it up come postseason time. I can promise you. And if you go, just go back and watch what he did at UConn, man. The kid literally led the UConn Huskies to a championship by himself. I I don't know if I should call Kemba a kid because we're only like four years apart in age. But... This is going to be the year he had, like, he's averaged more points in years past, but he's capable of giving this Boston team the scoring that they've kind of been missing the last few years. Like, they've made it to the playoffs, but they've never really scored. Kevin's going to the playoffs twice, and he's averaged, he's averaged about 21 points. So, he's got the ability to get that working, you know what I mean? So, Boston... With ease, I just see them winning. You know, I just don't see the Bucks doing it. And we're going to have Lakers-Boston in the finals in a bubble. How about that? It's going to be strange because you don't get that that L.A.-Boston feel. You know what I mean? With the fans. So, that would be kind of lame. But we're definitely getting Lakers-Boston. I'm stamping. I know nobody else is. You heard it here first. All right, we got one more segment. We're going to wrap things up. Um... What are we going to throw on? Let's have some Journey. I told you it's all 80s rock music today. So we're going to throw on some Journey. Uh, we'll be back to tie the show up and uh, put a bow on it. This is Downry Sports.
So, tie things up, make this one a little quick. The NFL <clears throat> is no preseason, but it's coming back and it will be here soon. But then you know, uh, the <clears throat> NFL season, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the NFL season kicks off, I want to say the second week of the month. Um, because I think they pushed the dates back. Uh, let's double check. That's all preseason. Why do they give me preseason? Why do we care about the preseason? Uh, come on, give me a start date. Yeah, here we go. Uh, the first game is going to be the twelfth. So that'll be fun. Um, I thought the twelfth was a Saturday. No. 12th is a Saturday. No way in the world they're going to start on a Saturday. That can't be right, kids. i got to find the right date. We'll, we'll look for it. Uh, some big moves have happened in the NFL this offseason. If you've been under a rock, I'll remind you. Um, let's start with the small stuff, shall we? Uh, Phillip Rivers is now a cult. Uh, so the Colts felt that they didn't want a younger quarterback like a Cam Newton, a guy who's been to a Super Bowl, has an MVP. No, they wanted an old quarterback like Phillip Rivers. Huh. <laughs> um, then you would have, uh, yeah, the first game is, oh, it's the 13th. First game's on the 13th. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is going to leave the Saints. He's going to go to North Carolina. He's replacing Cam Newton. Uh, There's going to be a theme here. The Cowboys, uh, Franchise tag Dak Prescott, so he never got paid. Nick Foles was traded to the to Chicago, where he's going to back up their current quarterback. More likely take the starting job and take the, the the Bears to the Super Bowl. He'll win his second championship as a bench quarterback. Uh, Ted Gurley, uh, yeah, Ted Gurley, who used to be who was the guy in uh, Los Angeles, is now in Atlanta. So hopefully he has a bounce back. Uh, the Texans, for some reason, decide to train, trade trade. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona to give Kyle Murray more offensive firepower. <laughs> and um, Marcus Mariota has gone to Oakland. Oh, and by the way, Tom Brady is playing in Tampa with Gronkowski. Does this mean that you can pencil in Tampa to the Super Bowl? We don't know. We won't get to see them have any dress rehearsals in the, in the postseason, so we don't get an idea to see what happens there. Um, if history's taught us anything, an old quarterback with older players normally don't win jack squat. Tom's going to be playing in the NFC East, I mean, NFC South. That division is notoriously known for just killing each other as far as every, there's never, was rarely ever a consistent winner of that division. Whoever was at the bottom always goes to the top, and who's in the middle is always still stays there. You're going to time. Uh, if we look at this schedule, can we do that? We can. We just have to find them. Uh, if you pay attention to the way Tom Brady is designed, he's forty plus years old. The guy's a thousand years old. He doesn't move well, and we're expecting him to. Just go to Tampa and lead them like he's a 25-year-old man. I know, I know. Don't bet time out, right? But this time, time doesn't have Bill Belichick to back him out. Back him up, excuse me. So, 
<clears throat> if you pay attention to their schedule, they play the Saints week one. That's going to be a lot of offense. Saints don't really stop you. But def- and then they play Carolina. Carolina, I hope they destroy Carolina because what Carolina did to Cam Newton was disrespectful. Then the real challenge begins when they go play Denver in Denver. Denver notoriously has a good football defensive team, and you're going to get Vaughn Miller excited to go after that 45-year-old guy. That could be the game they get exposed in. They have the Chargers. They have the Bra- the Bears. Yeah. The Bears, another defensive team. They're playing in Chicago. That team also, and it's a primetime game, they're going to be gunning to take him out. That's going to be a tough one. The Packers, not a pushover, but I don't. The Raiders will need to see the Giants. We need to see the Saints. We need to see Panthers, eh. Rams, eh. Chiefs. The eh, Chiefs probably win that one. Minnesota. Minnesota's pretty tough, but mm, Falcons, eh, Lions, and Falcons. To be honest, we're looking at this damn schedule for the first time. If they survive some of these games, they may win. They actually may win the whole conference. Now, they still have to face other teams in the NFC. They got to face the Cowboys. I mean, if they make it to the playoffs, you still got to get through the Cowboys. You still got to get through um, who's who's good? Green Bay, the 49ers, the C- uh, Seattle Seahawks, uh, the Saints. These are all teams that they still have to try to beat. I don't. I, if he ends up in the Super Bowl, I'm not going to be shocked. I'm going just going to be surprised, if you will. But this is one of the most wide open years from an NFC perspective that we may have ever seen. The AFC belongs to the Chiefs. The NFL belongs to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win another Super Bowl this year. They're winning back-to-back. Nobody's beating them. Nobody beats Patrick Mahomes. And I'm going to touch on that right now. The fact that Lamar Jackson was voted number one is a disgrace and a slap in the face to Russell Wilson, to Patrick Mahomes, to, um, let me see if I can get this list. Because this was, when I heard this crap, I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's the all-time teams. I don't want that. I'm going to find this. But it's a slap in the face to so many better players and LeBron in a three-year period, yeah, he's wowed us. But didn't they lose to the Titans? Didn't the Titans smack him in the mouth? Yeah, they did. You know what I mean? So how is he better than Patrick Mahomes, who was down in two games? Was down. Was the was was was, was losing. Came back and won. Came back and won. And then went into the Super Bowl and made it his personal home. I don't even know who they played in the Super Bowl. That's how bad of a game. That's how much they beat them. You know what I mean? I don't even know who they played. And yet we're gonna sit here and act like this don't belong. Like they are like there's some type of fluke. Like they like they, they like they just happen to win. Like, oh my god, they won. Who cares? The Chiefs will win another Super Bowl this year. Mark my words, they will win. Another Super Bowl because not another team is going to touch them. Not even close. Uh, oh, it was the 49ers. I forgot. <laughs> like, that's how much of a... That's how competitive that game was. Like, it, you didn't remember. 
And I can honestly see the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, play Tampa, and they blow them out. And Tom Brady has to retire. Because Patrick Mahomes is now the man. He wins two championships. You mark it down. You can forget about it. Like, you can forget about it. You you can um, you, you can stop all debates. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's none of these other guys. It's him. It's Patrick Mahomes, the kid who won the MVP award in just his second year. Yeah. Come on. Stop it. Let me see if I can pull up this top 100. Let me see if we can pull up this top 100. Because you guys need to stop. Here's the... Alright, so let's just do... Lamar Jackson was voted number one. Russell Wilson was voted number two. More disrespect. Aaron Donald voted number three. Patrick Mahomes, four. Michael Thomas, five. Christian McCaffrey, six. Um, George Keeley, uh, uh, seventh. This is just disrespect. This is just pure and utter just who did this list? A five-year-old who likes playing Madden? Like, that's what I'm looking at here is a list done by a five-year-old. Let me help you out. Patrick Mahomes is number one. And then after that, if you want to start, you know, having a conversation who may be number two, you can start having a conversation at number two. Uh, is it Russell Wilson? Hmm. Maybe. Um, I'm looking at this list. One. Deshaun Watson should be higher. He should definitely be higher than 20. He should not be number 20. He, he, he deserves a higher ranking, especially what he does with that team. Vaughn Miller, 27th. Mm. Saquon Barkley maybe should be – he's too high. He's at 32. I don't think – 31. He hasn't done much. I'm not going through this whole list. I'm just looking to see who grabs me. And uh, Odell Beckham Jr. at 59. Who, who's ahead of him? Come on, like, who put this? This list is abysmal. <laughs> this list is dreadful and terrible. And this, this is like a who's who of fantasy football. The fact Ryan Tannehill is 68 and the guy was a bench player and got lucky last year. The fact he's ahead of, um, who is he ahead of? Kyle, I think Kyle Murray's a better player than him in his little bit of time he was here. Kyle Murray should be ahead of him. Josh Allen shouldn't even be on the list. <laughs> really, he shouldn't be on the list. Like, I feel like there was a little bit of quarterback favoritism. Granted, he's like 78th, but he shouldn't be on the damn list. Like, get his butt off this list. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is better than 69 still. At his age, he's better than 69. Um, Jarvis Landry, I'm a little bit mad at him because I drafted him last year. He didn't do anything. So, Dak Prescott at 46 is a tough one for me. Jimmy Garoppolo at 43. I think Prescott, J.J. Watt at 45. Granted, he gets injury prone, but J.J. Watt is a top 15 player in the league. Vaughn Miller is a top 15 player. Ezekiel Elliott's a top 15 player. Tyreek Hill's a top 15 player. Like, Khalil Mack, top 20. He's in the top 20. <laughs> like, there are guys that should not be ahead of some of these guys on here. Like, I don't understand this list, and I don't understand the, 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 the thought process that goes into this list. <sighs> I'm going home. I'm wrapping this up. You guys have a wonderful day. Um, thank you for joining us. I just got mad. I'm really mad. 
um, go out and get Illusions by um, Little um, Little Mooch. Uh, anywhere music is sold, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, check it out. Um, anywhere, hit up DJ Chase. DJ Chase at his Instagram, at uh, his YouTube. It's all DJ Chase. Also check out the Worldwide Sounds Instagram, uh, and then check out the new Worldwide Sounds gear at uh, shopexplain.com. Order it, ship it, come straight to you. Um, wearing the Explain shirt now. You can order that one too. Uh, subscribe for us. Don't forget my own damn show, Downright Sports. Uh, Anywhere you can listen to a podcast, just hit subscribe, leave a comment, tell me what you think. Check us out on YouTube, do the same. Um, we'll be back next week. I promise not to leave the show angry. I promise you. Uh, we're going to end the show with a little meatloaf. No, I'm not going to eat. We're going to actually play some meatloaf and uh, end the show that way. You guys have fun. Be safe. Please be safe. Wear a mask. And um, deuces.
No, I won't do that. 